to the latest edition of Ox3 Revolution. We haven't done a podcast for a while. That's the way things go sometimes. But we are on our way to Birmingham away. It's Sunday the 23rd of February 2020. And in the car, it's me, DM. Me, Shahan. Uh, it's me, David. And it's me, Nat. I'm driving. Nat's driving. So, yeah. So the first thing we wanted to talk about was um, Monday night. We went there, I so think Nat and I weren't able to go there, we were on a nice little holiday, but um, you guys were, so yes. how, how was it for you? So I'm talking about the Bristol's 5-0 loss to Everton in the FA Cup at Ashton Gate. It just seems like all the excellent form and play that we've had in previous games just went out the window literally. It felt like the old, uh, the, the team of old from early in the season were playing and just like just wasn't much confidence, it just gave Everton too much respect, they were taking advantage of us all the time and yeah, when they got when it came to three now, even before half time we Yeah, we, you just you just knew we were we were folding. It was it was pretty painful to be honest. Um I, I guess we also lost um Gemma Evans to what might be a broken foot. Um pretty serious injury and I don't know. I, I, for, it to, for it to happen when we were already being demolished yeah. anyway, it just felt so, like, I don't know. And Jazz Matthews had a bit of a tweak in training. When we spoke to her after the game, she was told she could either risk playing the game against Everton and further damage yeah. uh, herself for the game against Birmingham today, or leave or not play in the game against Everton and just be fit in time for Birmingham. And so we all agree, like, now, like, the FA Cup's out of the way and the main focus now is just league survival yeah and I suppose in a way because it was the Cup um, it, it maybe didn't didn't sting as much as it might have done I mean we were we were expecting to probably lose but I don't know it, it, it just felt like it wasn't a performance where there was much fight really um, admittedly second half maybe we were a little bit better maybe but that's stretching it um, yeah it, it it just seemed, I don't know. I mean, Tanya started the game in the stands again, interestingly. Yeah, um, yeah she's been doing that quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. Hasn't but, she? A, but after 2 0 down, uh, yeah, she, she came, she came and, down. Yeah, she came down. <laughs> I'm wondering whether that's just an attempt to get a different tactical perspective or something, you know, see it from a different eye, from a different. I mean, it worked for the Durham game and it pretty much worked for most of the Man City game. It was just that free kick against the Man City game in the first minute by Gemma Bonner undid us. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been Yeah, game. I mean, to, to, to only lose 1 0 to Man City particularly with the form we've been in yeah. it was actually not half bad so I just it just feels like we're not able to string any sort of consistency together at all all score goals yeah absolutely that's a ma- yeah. massive massive problem is, is the goal scoring we're, we're relying on wonder goals from Ebony Salmon aren't we pretty yeah. much yeah, yeah no, but who, who else has scored this season I mean yeah. Katie Robinson yeah uh, yeah this season but she was deployed in defensive midfield mm. which did not suit her in the slightest against Birmingham yeah. um, and then the we really did have some issues with Frankie Brown um, was playing centre back and without a, a strong partner it's difficult because she can be beaten in the air um, and with with uh, Gemma Evans coming off uh, we ended up having Flo Allen playing centre back and Flo is no centre back you know, um, she's come along leaps and bounds uh, full back from when she first made her debut but 
yeah, it, it, it was it was a bit shoestring. Um, I wouldn't even say that Vargas had a particular no, good game. No, not really, no. Didn't I think they? The they won really good save, and that's yeah. about it. Um, we saw Chloe Legazo training, but because of concussion protocol, following the games um, she was playing with the Australian Olympic team, she wasn't able to... Uh, she wasn't fit enough to play on Monday, but it's most likely she'll definitely be playing today. I have, yeah. I'm, I'm fairly certain, uh, had it, had it on quite good intelligence that she will play today yeah. and she will start. Well, so. her, her and Jong, like together in midfield, if that's something that they can do, might actually give us a midfield. I mean, Jong yeah. was trying yeah, in the was, in the yeah. Birmingham game to make things happen, but that was just not. I don't think she's quite formed an understanding with the rest of the team yet. So. She was doing good things, but there was no one on, you know, no one really to make it happen. So it didn't really look like it, if that makes sense. Well, I like the look of John and Liv Chance seem to be given a new lease of life, just having someone like John yeah. in the team. Like, yeah. Liv Chance, like, finally made sense to me as a player. In, at, at the Manchester game. In the Manchester, watching. yeah, sorry, we watched the Manchester game on the, on the player. And Liv Chance and John, like, finally having two midfielders who play in fairly close proximity to one another yeah and it's just like that it made me realize that's what we've missed nearly all season is is a midfield of people who will play next to one another have enough mobility to move around and i thought the two of them navigated up the pitch really really well together so in in that in the um cup game did live and live chance and uh. john play together It felt like one of those frustrating occasions of where you feel like in a, in a match or two, you know, I mean, even Durham was a bit shoestring, but against City, like, you know, you've worked out something like you said there, like a way to play better. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, hopefully we'll stick with that. And yeah. then for whatever reason, we don't. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a good game. Right. But I am very hopeful now that maybe just because of cup game or just because it was a change in surroundings at Ashton Gate I, I don't know but do you think there was pressure on the team to perform in that context because I think one of the things I've been thinking about recently is the, the kind of you know the pressure on on the squad in the context of the, the Bristol sport family yeah. and I, I think the fact that the game was at Ashton Gate um, why it was great for the club um, in the long run you know getting more crowds coming up because I think the attendance was nearly 2,000 yeah. I don't think maybe that was the best fixture to use okay. I can see the timing behind it because it was obviously during half term yeah. and school holidays so a lot of families could come and hopefully we'll come back to Stoke for, for the rest of the season but yeah there was, there was some it was very hard for us to make any noise there yeah um, which sort of robs you a little bit of the home advantage I would say I mean there was, there was a group of um, schoolgirl kids who we whenever they're like we often got a group of girls who make some noise at random fixtures um, and it's normally the Ashton Gate ones and we used to have them sometimes at Stoke Gifford as well and we'd really love to have them back I don't know whether it's the timing of a matches on a Sunday that prevents that at the moment yeah. but in general it, it was quite difficult to make it feel like a home fixture and I know I won't name any names but like we spoke to some players and, and I think they have mixed feelings as well like I think Sometimes that there's there's an element of yeah it feels good to be sort of you know fully um, interjoined with the men's club and playing at big stadiums but at the same time I do feel like they they take those decisions assuming that it's a big game without actually talking to anyone yeah. who goes yeah. and and not all of us always think it will be a big game depending on the context like 
they're reckoning that they've moved another game to Ashton Gate, um, and I don't, not completely certain which no, one no, yet, yeah. but um, if it's one, if it's a key relegation one, which it will be now because all of our matches are, yeah. I'm not sure whether it'll actually do us much good. Um, so it's difficult because obviously you want the the respect from the club and to be treated, you know, like so you're worthy of playing the matches at the big stadium. But I feel like we're able to help more at Stoke Gifford. Um, and, and until the stuff like the club shop starts actually selling women's merch in more than sort of three shirts on one single rack, then it doesn't really feel like home. Yeah. No, I completely, completely agree with you. I think you articulated that perfectly. I think it's, it seems to be very much an imposed decision, um, a top-down decision for, you know, and you, you will be, you will be um, grateful and you will perform. And I think for a team like the Bristol team this season, I think the pressure of the relegation battle, the pressure to project themselves as a sellable project, uh, sellable product, which, you know, I hate to use that term, but let's face it, that's what they are on some level. You know, within the context of Bristol City Football Club, but also the Bristol Sport conglomerate um, structure, it's. I think it. You know, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be. I'm not surprised if that played yeah. heavy on their minds when they were when they were preparing for the match and 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 felt. You know, there's an added layer of, of stress, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think obviously, sort of, they're, they're professionals and, and and they they try and sort of enjoy it as a big occasion. I imagine it is good to play at a stadium, but I definitely see what you mean. Sort of when, when you're suddenly conscious of the fact that you know you're, you're going to get more more potential fans there um, who maybe wouldn't go to Hampstead Gifford, and and you start thinking, oh, you know, like I've really got to step up this one. Yeah, and because you're not just playing the cup game, you're playing for potential fans. You're playing for the future of the club within that structure. Yeah. So it's there's a lot riding on it, even though there's not a lot riding on it, and it's it's very it's very difficult. And I you know I agree. Yes, they are professionals, but they're also professionals working in quite exceptional circumstances, yeah. and it's it's tricky. And I think. Bristol as a structure compared with other women's football clubs that are in the Women's Super League it's yeah possibly comparable to Man City because Man City have that bigger structure and we've also seen how the women's team with Nick Cushing leaving is, is also you know marginal or not the central concern of, of that um, yeah. that business so although I would argue that Man City certainly take it more seriously and, and offer a lot more access to all of their resources and you know than than we do here I can't help but feel like that the interest uh, from you know the upper echelons of uh, Bristol sport in, in us and to be fair actually a couple of the other arms of Bristol sport so I've heard is not waning but you know uh, they're, they're not so keen to invest when it doesn't bring an immediate return right yeah um, do you do you mean there that the other they're not so willing to invest in other non-performing entities within the structure or to an extent yeah so I, 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 as far as I again I'm, I won't pretend to be an expert on it all because I'm not but I know that some things under the umbrella have kind of, sort of you know asked for a bit of extra money and because they've asked for too much they've been given nothing so I think there is there's an element of um, 
it might be all under the same promotion and seem like they're all pulling together towards something, but they're certainly more interested in some aspects of it than others. Yeah. Which, to, to, to an extent, I get is business, but at the same time, and it's the same thing for women's football in general, you, you have to be able to put a bit of faith in it and, you know, make a bit of an investment in order to grow that audience to be there in the first place. It's there, you just need to invest in it, you need to give players a decent wage, you need to yeah. pay for professional um, medical staff and all sorts of things like this. Yeah. And it's not always there. And, and administrative staff and all of those yeah. things, from what I can understand, I'm not sure if you heard the interview that Tanya gave with um, Faye, what's her name? Brothers? Faye Crothers on the um, talk sport too a couple of uh, weeks ago but she was talking about the difficulties in recruiting the you know the general manager and the, the extent to which she was responsible now for or she had been for a lo large portion of the season for lots of tasks and lots of jobs that you know perhaps could have been done by somebody you know somebody who should be doing that role yeah. and she could concentrate on the managing role and she was very uh, without being totally specific but she was as clear as she could be about the shoestring budget and the you know the relative poverty of the players yeah. who were you know who we cheer on and I think we have to remember that and we have to see Bristol's failure or failure but lack of success and challenges that we've been facing this season within the context of what's going on behind the scenes of the club yeah absolutely is it was it a Bristol player when she was talking about one player like couldn't afford washing powder or something yeah so they had to like yeah borrow washing powder from the club or something you know or from a teammate or something and, and so it's like that's the kind of that's the kind of wages that they're on and then right from the top is the FA that should be ashamed about that you know yeah. I think I think a lot of it's very easy from the stands to turn your ire on sort of players when they're not performing but in, in reality I think there's been a lack of a long-term plan or vision about how to capitalise on the increased interest that there has definitely been more than the FA were expecting yeah. and like we've sung a song about the FA Cup prize money before and that's just one example of how there's no sort of att real attempt to deal with these sorts of problems because like you said a lot, for a lot of these players they're, they're pursuing their dream at the expense of, of maybe um, sort of going into more financial security and in the hope that like you know like once you get established a bit then you'll maybe get a contract that pays you a bit better and you'll be a first team regular but certainly at Bristol as well with our habit of having large amounts of the squad being quite young players who we're developing and bringing through that often means I expect that they're paid less as well. like four blocks in the Lansdowne stand that were open so it wasn't the whole Lansdowne stand like it was for the first game against Brighton in the season oh, right. um, but yeah but there was um, a few empty um, still a few empty rows and empty seats like one of the few of us from the sports club turned up to the game because we couldn't we were supposedly had to book it was, we had to reserve a seat but in reality because so wherever we wanted to so we just hadn't been sitting at the start of the game at least right behind the, like the dugout and then we moved upstairs for the second half. Yeah, it, it, it was difficult because we were advised, first half, 
I, I think we managed to make ourselves heard in, in the point that we got a grin off of Lucy Graham when we sang You're a Vixen in Disguise. <laughs> yeah. So they could obviously hear us when they were around that part of the pitch. Yeah. We were doing our best to make ourselves heard, but it's difficult when you've got nearly 2,000 people there and no one's really joining in. Yeah. Like I said, there was a group of girls who were, I couldn't even see where they were. They seemed to be coming from thin air, but who were, who were singing quite loudly and good on them. Um, but it was quite disjointed and it was difficult. No yeah. one really would join in with the songs that we tried to sing. Mm. And then we moved second half up and to try and make it louder, but we were informed that no, we, we couldn't really be heard from up yeah. there, so that didn't really work out. Uh, um, and also, I did, I did notice, at least on social media, that a lot of the players all co coincidentally, you know, promoting the game or retweeting stuff from like the club, trying to get people to attend the, the game at Ashton Gate, yeah. which I'm guessing they were all told by the club to do that, but um, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's a bit interesting to see you know, so much promotion that the players are doing for that particular game, but compared to other games at Stoke Gifford, I hadn't seen as much. And then yeah. that game wasn't important. It no. was a cup game, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I know. I know. And it's, it's just another part. I just, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I don't think it's, it's just not right, is it? It's just the way in which it's set up is not right and I think what you were saying about there's possibly another game going to be at Ashton Gate my worry is it's going to be against someone like Arsenal because we've yeah. got the Arsenal home game coming up haven't we and can you imagine the pressure that they'll yeah. feel yeah. for that they'll well, be absolutely bricking themselves after everything that's happened against Arsenal this season but I mean that's if that happens it might who knows it yeah, might be or, the or if it's one of the games like West, West Ham. Ham or Spurs then that could yeah. Like, like, can I see, but hang on, I don't think we No, we're not, playing, we're not playing Spurs at home, we're yeah, playing them away. Um, but it's, West Ham. If it's, yeah. a, if it's one of those matches, and that, that's so important for us, I would, I, I, would, I would venture, and I could be wrong, that most of the players and most of the fans would rather play that at Stoke Gifford because yeah. we'd actually be able to create a bit of an atmosphere. Yeah. Um, that's one of the parts about being so close to the pitch that really does help. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, you know, a stadium's amazing, but it, it's a massive, echo, like, cavernous thing that's meant for yeah. thousands and thousands of fans that were not there. No. no. Having said that, if if the fixture was not on a Monday night, um, you know, and it was at a sensible time on the weekend, like a sun, you know, sun, one o'clock on a Sunday kind of thing, <laughs> sensible time, um, it might draw in the crowds. Yeah. Particularly later on in the year when the weather's a bit nicer, and I yeah. do I do think there is a lot of people in Bristol who who are ca very casual and who are interested but just can't be can't be bothered to get up to Stoke Gifford and yeah. I mean I know a lot of people who live in Southville who were like oh when when the Brighton game was on yeah. who were like oh I really wanted you know I wanted to come to that some of them did for one reason or another yeah. you know they couldn't but they were interested and I, I do think there's value in having that but the timing has got to be right and also the timing of the, the Sunday games as well they're always at three o'clock on a Sunday think just considering moving them to like two o'clock would make a big difference for particularly in the winter months just that enabling younger people to come um, but anyway there's a lot there's a lot that could be a lot could be gained from the club speaking to yes. supporters and listening yes. to visitor experience um, so we've got a lot of knowledge and a lot of insight about watching the team over the years so on, on that note if I, if I may um the one good thing about the game that I would point out as a positive and to be fair apparently they, they have been at the last few games we hadn't encountered them was at Yo Valley 
um, our sponsor have um, sent um, some students from UWE, um to do like to do some research for them about how they can improve the supporter experience and that's so refreshing because like you said like the, the club never reaches out to talk to us to ask how we feel about things despite the fact that we've got you know pretty good sort of experience of match days and stuff so Yo Valley are, are trying to improve the match day experience and get our ideas of how we think they can you know bring something to the experience of Stoke Gifford so uh, some of the ideas that were floated were them providing ball kits or um Sort free of, yogurt. Know, yeah, free yogurt. That wasn't that was another one on the list. Um, <laughs> How about they, doing... they did that at um, Ashton Gate once. Yeah. About milk, actually. Giving them, um, I don't know, rolling in yogurt at half time. <laughs> <laughs> Ambitious. Yogurt slides. I mean, because the fact that Yo Valley were also at the game at Ashton Gate on Monday. Um, BBC, uh, BBC uh, Radio Bristol were also there as well. So myself, Rich, Luke, and our newest member, uh, Dan, um, we actually got interviewed uh, to be broadcast on, live on BBC Radio Bristol on Sounds of the City with Jeff, Jeff Twentyman that night. And um, we were going to do an interview for Point West, but due to um, my contact at Point West actually contacted me saying due to the news story regarding Storm Dennis, they've had to focus more coverage on that and had to take out time from other pieces of coverage for, for the even news bulletin so our interview which is going to be a pitch side at Ashen Gate um, got scrapped oh gutted next time next yeah. time man <laughs> but you've, like, got to, you've got to get it on the TV the TV needs to see your face yes I mean <laughs> the radio exposure is great but I think yeah the TV would be just even better so shifting the attention slightly to today's game one yeah. of the things I'm delighted about Lucy Staniforth, truly a vixen in disguise, got herself sent off because yes. through arguing with a Sunderland fan, or was like swear giving the finger to the Sunderland fan. Yeah. Brilliant. Was it Grace McCatney's dad? <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was apparently like a relative of a Sunderland player or something. Okay. Well, who knows? Yeah, yeah, well, there we yeah. are. Brilliant. <laughs> well, well done. Oh, what a night. Looking at the table, it's odd because we've been so focused on Liverpool. Um, suddenly realising Birmingham are having a pretty rubbish season as well yeah. in terms of points anyway there's still, despite how awfully we've been performing, only one point ahead of us, so we can make something out of this, like you know, getting something is a must and a win is a very much like, we need it, yeah. but oh, yeah. a point would be something and speaking um, of Liverpool, they're playing West Ham today so I don't know what the result of that game will be because both teams haven't been performing that well either yeah, Hopefully West a draw. Surprised, surprised me their their lack of. Um, well, no, I I reckon we want West Ham to win that one. Yeah. I think West Ham are, are, are gone. We're not catching them. Yeah, um, I think really? Liverpool. Yeah, what well, if they get a point? Yeah, then we're still bottom. Liverpool are picking up though. They seem to be playing quite well. Rachel Furness has been doing really good mm. for them. Yeah. and Baba DJ is like. Well, it was a turning point really, wasn't it? Yeah, she's, yeah, I mean, she's doing good. A part of me is curious to know why Liverpool haven't been doing so well compared to like their WSL winning season from a few years ago like I, I don't know what the I've, I've spoken to an ex-Liverpool player okay. and I think there is there is some lack of like there's a lot of big promises and big talk but the men's club don't really follow through like you know oh, at, I see. At, at City they do at Chelsea they do um, Man City that is yeah <laughs> but uh, they and now, now to an extent that Man United they do it's taken them a while but they really don't 
sort of have that same kind of investment or really sort of interest from the men's team, which considering where they are, both financially and in yeah. the Premier League table, it's very disappointing. Yeah. Um, and you, you've got some really good players there, but I, I'm perfectly happy for Liverpool to keep playing well and not pick up points, you know, like <laughs> for them to be in, in also on six points and we'd have, we'd have been three points, or well, we were three points clear until we lost to them. Yeah. So we've still got the upper hand if we can scrape out a few points and hope they keep losing, in yeah. my opinion. Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I think I think they might have. We'll see. It'll be a bit, it's, it's, a, it's a pivotal weekend in the WSL today for the people at the bottom and the people at the top. So should be should be interesting. Um, are you excited about Chloe Legazzo? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also because of the fact that um, our games against Reading and Spurs a few weeks ago got postponed. Yeah. I think, didn't you say it to me, David, it's a blessing in disguise because yes. when those games get rescheduled, she'll be able to play in those yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. So, as long as she doesn't rupture her ACL. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yes. Um, but, but um, I, I think having, you know, again, everything crossed, but having Legazo available, hopefully she's going to have to hit the ground running and form a partnership with Jean and possibly Liv quite quickly. Oh, I'd like the three of them um, to hit Oh, yeah, yeah. It would have a midfield. Amazing. Yeah, we could have a midfield because that was the thing after the after the Liverpool game. I think we were just we were so upset, weren't we, about the lack of midfield? And then they 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 kind of signed some people who who could be a midfield. And um, and I just yeah, I hope I hope Tanya plays Salmon Ebony from the start today. I hope we're bold and attacking. We've got no we've got no other option really. Yeah. She seems to have a thing about not starting Ebony quite often, like. I mean, it's nice to see Katie Robertson being given a chance, but sort of, I, I, I she's, still... She's managing injuries with Ebony, don't she? Yeah. I think she was... I think she was at the start of the season. I'm not sure if that's still the case. Um, but anyway, we don't know, do we? No. Yeah. I, she I, looks all right when she comes on. Well, absolutely. She scored some wonder goals this year. Yeah. I, I think as well, um, in terms of... We have improved the squad in the transfer window. Like it was Definitely. gutting to lose. We we signed a striker and then she's gone like that. It was very frustrating. But um, outside outside of that injury, Abby Harrison. Oh, Abby Harrison. Sorry. Well, no, uh, as as in um, uh, Lee Hughes. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, 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 Hughes, yeah, uh, who was at the Everton game, bless her, oh, on crutches. Unbelievable. Um, so. You know, we, we lose one striker to injury, we sign another and lose them to injury. But one positive, I suppose, I can bring from the Birmingham, not just the Birmingham game, but continued in the Birmingham game, was Faye Bryson is a heck of a defender as oh, well as yeah. a good right wing back. Like, yeah. She, yeah, she is good. She, good she makes so many good challenges um, and can offer us something going forward. Now, I would love to see, I know Megan Wynn is also a, a kind of right wing back, but she's mostly being deployed on the right wing full stop because we've got Faye at right back. Those two together yeah. had one energy. little combination in the Birmingham game that looked really good. They got Sorry, you mean the Everton game? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, this Don't is worry. the Birmingham game. Yeah. <laughs> in the I would love to see that in the Birmingham game. Yeah. Um, no, but, absolutely. Um, they, they can offer something like Megan Wynn runs at people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, between them they got quite a bit of quality added to our squad, I think. Yeah, I think Faye Bryson is was really superb. Yeah, really yeah. good. Was really pleased when when she played and just got seems to have a very 
lively spirit as well, um, like a, a good energy for the t and Megan Wynn as well. Yeah. Like got Megan Alexander, isn't she? So finally, uh -huh, yeah. Oh, Miss Megan. Oh, <laughs> we all miss Megan. Yeah. But um, it's, oh it's, it's really, it's really good. So who do you think? Um, are you for me today? I'm thinking uh, Faye Bryson on the on the right, is it? And yeah. And then Flo on the left. Frankie Jazz, assuming Jazz is fit. Hope so. Um, Liv, Jean, um, Legazzo. Megan Wynn. I'm like, like that. That's the start so far. Salmon and Salmon and. Do we start Yana or Charlie? Yana, Yana. For me, yeah. I know Yana. you said you said you were impressed by Charlie Wellens, but I'm not sure. We don't know where she. What, what I, don't is know her what she I don't know what she. I don't know what she does. What is Charlie, Charlie Wellens' position? We were just we, we were really confused. She's more a winger. I right, think. Okay. Well, she's she's been more effective on the wing this season. I don't but. think I've seen her play like properly on the wing. So I still feel like she's not. Yeah. I feel like she's probably a good player, but I've not seen. I've not been convinced by a formation for her. But I'm well aware that if you change a formation and put somebody in there where they're meant to play, it can totally change things. Like with Liv Chance, yeah. as soon as as soon as that Man City game with John, I was like, oh, that's that is that's her. That's why she was signed. And it became it was so obvious that she was a really good footballer and like really good at turning on the ball really good at like just playing the small passes and making things happen going front to back like like um sorry back to front really really quickly um but but with uh charlie wellens i just i don't know don't know what the formation is that suits her and what her job would be in that i've just never she looks a bit confused i think well, that's the thing fair. yeah maybe she doesn't if she's playing out of position the whole time because probably to her credit She's a lot more flexible. It's like I get the impression most of the team are just playing out of position all the time because she's like a competent footballer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She's not just like, oh, I can only do one job. So she's being asked to do a job that she probably doesn't yeah. do, you know, as well as another job. I've yeah. always, I've always been know. a big believer in terms of playing people in position that I appreciate, Man like certainly Tanya's working with a ton of injuries and like, yeah. we have to appreciate that but like for example in the um, in the Birmingham not this is Birmingham <laughs> in the Everton game um, that there, there was the injury um, to Gemma and I had to bring on Flo Allen at centre back and Flo Allen isn't a centre back yeah. now there was nothing they could do about that at the time because you know that they simply didn't have a centre back on the bench, but I can't help but feel now that we only have two fit centre backs, that we should um, put one of our youngs like bring an academy centre back through, through and put them on the bench. And if you need a centre back, bring on your academy centre back, not yeah. a full back playing a centre back. Right. Um, because yeah, they may be inexperienced, but they know their position. And yeah, I've always felt yeah. Okay, so predictions for today, because I want to record some more audio later, so I don't want to, it's been going on for some time, although very interesting conversation, <laughs> everyone. Um, I think today, obviously, I want Bristol City to win the score, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to say, I think it'll be a tight game, 2-0, 2-0 to Bristol. Whew. 
<laughs> I, I wish I could be as confident. I will be fully cheering us on to get the win um, and will absolutely believe it during the course of those 90 minutes, but I'm going to go 1-1. Okay. Natalie? Think, come on, we've got to go 1-0. One 1-0. Nil. One nil. We can hold out. We can hold out. We've done it. We've beaten teams by a slim margin. We lost 1-0 the other day. We beat Man United. I want to see that tightness. And I want to see goals from... I want to see a goal from John. Yeah. A tip-tap, tippy-tappy-tappy goal I think from John. If, I think if we're going to win today, it will be a 1-0 win. And, yeah... I think I'm hoping that happens. I don't know though. I'm gonna. I just. I have no idea what's gonna happen. I'm, I'm just hoping for the best. We're here with Megan Sargent. So how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Really positive. Nice to be back with the girls. I've had a couple of weeks off. Uh, come back to meet them today. Operation went well two weeks ago. Everything fixed. Uh, Bristol have been really, really good um, since it happened. They got me in quick. Had a really good surgeon that helped me out and uh, spent some time at home and now I'm back with the girls. How's the recovery going? Yeah, good. Uh, not much I could do first two weeks, but took some time away. Had a rest, did my uh, exercises at Bristol give me. And then it'll start from now, going back with mum and coach, and I'll see what comes next. Does it feel weird being back in Solomon, Solomon Wars, now as your position? A little bit. It was strange walking in, obviously the stadium and everything's changed since I was here, but it does feel weird, but uh, still Bristol. I'm still with Bristol here. <laughs> Come down to support the girls, and I'll be definitely sitting close to the pitch, so I can see. Yeah, well, feel free to come and join us, you know, with the singing if you want. Well, I'll hear you. We're joining your songs. Yeah, yeah sure. me, me and Abby always joining your songs. We, we sing them at training as well. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> when a game's been cancelled, we stand on the side and start chanting the song so it makes them feel like a game day. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> How do you, um, yeah, in terms of, like, mentally coping with being, with sort of such a like, difficult injury, how, how do you cope with it? Um... Well, for me, I'm quite a positive person anyway. I'm always happy and bubbly. Okay. So that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is a difficult injury, and I've, I've probably not come past the worst bit or, or the hard bits yet. But I just try and stay happy. Yeah. It is what it is, sort of thing, and you have to do what what you've got to do to get past it. So. Do you um, like you know because you obviously physically can't do as much? I don't really know much about, actually about recovering from injuries at all. But do you, do you like read books or just music? What do you, what do, you do? Um, To be honest, I get quite bored if I sit down. So I just try and keep myself busy, like see my family, see my friends. Um, I'm doing a course, so that keeps some of my time. Okay. Um, I do interior designing. Right. at the minute so wow. that that's uh, took up a bit of time but i get too bored i can't sit still okay. obviously being an athlete i'm used to being on the ball so yeah. just try and keep busy that's all i can say i, I do cool well that's good i'm really pleased that you know you're you're feeling positive because i can i suppose i always think i'd be i'd be in a terrible state yeah but it's great. I, I sort of have a right get on with it mindset now Brilliant. Well, fingers crossed for a speedy and effective recovery, and you'll be back playing as soon as possible. Thank you. Any pre match thoughts? Um, my thoughts I put on the Facebook page earlier start fast, early goal, and hit him again. Yeah.
Chockham. So that, that's that's the way we're going to go today. Totally. So um, we do need the win. We do need, we do need the win. Yeah. Hopefully we can um, do it today. We're going to win. You know? It's happening today. Very, very big game today. We know that. Um, I think we really have to win. Um, don't want uh, Birmingham and um, Liverpool to start opening a gap, really. Especially with what seven or eight games to go. So yeah, um, a real must win today. I mean, we're all bitterly disappointed with what happened on Monday night. So um, first and foremost, to put a performance in, and um, you know, I mean, it's, I know it's the old sort of manager talk, but. If they put a performance in, then the, hopefully the result will come. Massive, massive game. Massive game. Feels like a proper game. <laughs> I like this ground. Do you? Yeah, it's nice. It's like nice. It's got some stands. It's got some bit of atmos. It's got a clubhouse. It's a few people here. It's not like massively busy, but it's like the club are actually making it into a bit of an atmosphere. So yeah, it could there could be like five five people here. And, it would, you know, the club would still be putting the same effort in, you feel. So yeah. it's nice, it's really nice. I enjoyed the clubhouse too. Yeah, and actually it was really friendly. People were chatty there and stuff. So, yeah. And the staff have been friendly as well. So, oh, great away day so far. A lovely Midlands welcome. Absolutely. Driving home from a 1 0 victory for the Vixens. Come on, you Vixens. Come on. And running out of battery quite quickly on the uh, on the on the recorder unfortunately so how are we all feeling now after very, that very happy <laughs> i've calmed down a bit but absolutely amazing ah <laughs> uh, believe the term is buzzing yes absolutely, absolutely yeah. relieved yeah beyond belief yeah i'm sitting now off the bottom of the table and other results going our way so we're now 10th compared to being 12th before yeah. um yeah like obviously my position was wrong. It wasn't a 2 0, it was just a 1 0. So. I'm glad mine was right. Yeah, I'm going to go for a 2 0. So. It's going to be an early goal. Oh, I'll strike again and just sit back. But I did oh, yes. 1 0. Yeah, Chris, Chris is now joining us. He wasn't here at the start of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Chris. Yeah. Hello, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing, amazing yeah, team performance. It was great to see Jazz back, as, as I assumed uh, she, she was going to play. Um, great yeah. to see Chloe the Garzo. Sato into the team. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe. John do, was doing pretty well, although we're not quite sure why she she got stopped up by half time. We don't know what happened, but yes, some, the performances in general though, just from everyone, were were great. We've been trying to decide who we're nominate for fiction of the match, and to be fair, it was just class across the park today. Mm. We just showed up, and you know, oh, it was so it's clearly meant so much to everyone. Yeah. We tried to sing as much as we could, and you know came over giving us hugs and high fives at the end and you can just see how much it it meant and that the players were really fighting for it and that made such a difference. It did, it did. And Every one of them girls can be proud of themselves today. It's been a long time coming really. Um, Definitely, I think you could see that on the relief on their faces when they came over and, and talked to us at the end and that was nice. I appreciated yeah, the, the kind of coming over and talking at the end that was lovely again one of the press photographers to get a photo with some of the best players and as I said those Birmingham kids singing they were brilliant yeah, they, they, they matched us <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It was frightening. They tried. Well, they yeah. That, that they frequency were. is really not At the age of about eight or ten. Yeah. They, they were brilliant. They were, yeah. they were, they were we brilliant. we, we sang on our own for the first ten minutes and then they got sick of us and they started singing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just stunned. I, I have to admit, I'm, I just feel I feel really stunned in a good way. Just I can't believe I can't believe what's happened. I'm really I'm just I'm I'm relieved as well. I just I'm so yeah I can't believe it. It was just amazing to see everybody come on and and do what you know we all know that she can do. And when that ball hit the back of the net, I just lost it. So. But you and Shahan were dancing there. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we were dancing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So for the second consecutive season, we win away at Birmingham. Yeah, so which I is know that's yeah. start of, start of a trend now. Or yeah. 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 yeah, I was there last year. This this win is better than last year. It was a bit of a quiet affair last year, man. It's a lot better. It feels better. There. Yeah, it really yeah. does. It feels better. I think we've been we've needed a bit of a shot in the arm like this well I suppose since the United game when we last had a shot yeah. in the arm like this but <laughs> like yeah it's it's so important given how many players we're missing mm-hmm. and given the fact that the stakes are really you know getting so high now um, yeah to in, in the match I sort of think first half John it was great to see she was almost pushing forward when we weren't in possession as a striker um, and, and putting pressure on the ball, she was swapping with the Garza, and they were both doing that. And we were a bit perplexed when she came off half time, but Megan Wynn and Faye Bryson on the right are always a good combination. Yeah. They worked really well together, and that was the same in the second half. And yeah, they were great, they really were. I thought Meg- Megan Wynn came on and brought some excellent energy into the team, and, yeah. um, and Faye Bryson was just brilliant as well. Some of those tackles yeah. and yeah, no, it was great. Everybody, everybody was absolutely brilliant. It was a real team performance, and yeah, just, just so, just so relieved. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, it's nice to go home in the car with a win, isn't it? Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice not to be all like miserable. And not to, better than the last. And um, I way back for us to be the last. But yeah, exactly. And I don't think Birmingham have got much to offer, to be honest. No. I know Lucy Staniforth was missing today, and that's yeah. obviously and a big... Chloe Arthur. And Chloe Arthur. Yeah. Without them in field, they were very... I mean, it makes me wonder if they've got more injuries, because they only own four players on the bench. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, they're in the similar sort of position we're in, and yeah. they just scrapped for it a bit harder today. I think so. I think there wasn't there wasn't a great deal to separate us. I think we've just got... Twice. We yeah. did hit the bar so, twice from long range let's shots. Let's not forget, if those two had gone in, Johanna Daniels and Liv Charles. Like two screamers and an Ebony Salmon classic. <laughs> so that would have been comprehensive. It would have been. Like, you can't say, like, Baggers was there, but she wasn't incredibly busy. No, no like, she, she wasn't. She made, like, saves. comfortable saves, didn't yeah. she? She didn't pull off any kind of. She had no money. Yeah, yeah. so we, we certainly were on top in terms of chances created, which is so refreshing. Yeah, and we actually had a bit of possession, which is yeah. interesting because we've got more players who are chasing can, the ball. The yeah, 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 we've got better like footballers now with Legazzo and, with Legazzo and, and, and John and, 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 and Liv Chance playing yeah. as a possession footballer. Yeah, it's like you said on the way up. Yeah. So Liv Chance was so much, it was so clear today what her what job the role is. Of the team is. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. She, she brought shift in. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they were. Frankie was surprisingly no, that was brilliant as well. Yeah. yeah. 
and in the air, very commanding from uh, Chaz Matthews. Oh yeah, Chaz. Uh, winning stuff in the air has been a bit of a novelty for us this season, so. Prominent point of the game, Lib Chance, where yes. she was like the last line of defence. Yeah, 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 she made oh, a ridiculous Because that was a covering cover. challenge, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah. was a really good challenge. She showed really good pace there, like unusually yeah. good pace. Maybe that would have been like Lucas Chance. Yeah. No, she just made sense today, didn't she? She was yeah, really she, good. she was brilliant. She yeah. Was brilliant. And also, I mean, at a key point in the game, because soon after that, uh, that intervention that she made, we went up the other end and scored. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I just wonder, I mean, my only, like, gripe is, let's try Katie Robinson and Emily Salmon together. Yeah. Bring on Ebony Salmon earlier yeah. because she we scored. Had to, we had to sing her onto the pitch, but we you know. Did. And, and I was, I was just like, just bring her on for Christ's sake. But you know. to be fair, it, it worked out this time. Um, it did. You know, she was able to hit them on a bit of a, a bit of a counter. And that was pure pace, wasn't it? That was yeah. just her, like absolutely, absolutely outstripping. Very fresh. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's her fresh first sprints yeah. against someone who's on seventy minutes of sprints. So it's just like there is a logic in using someone later, I get it, but I, I'd like to see them both start. They need to have a threat down both channels at once. Just a bit earlier and yeah. just you know, just you know, maybe take on Charlie Wellings, but I suppose Charlie Wellings has got that slightly defensive she aspect to it. As well. She she was yeah, she was good. She was good. I think she's been uh, like lacking in confidence recently and we talked about the we talked about yeah, Charlie Wellings Jan, a lot in the bit. Jana had having a good game as well, to be fair. Yeah, she's she great. She got fouled loads. Yana's probably our strongest holding player now, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. Because with, um, obviously with Elise Hughes missing, um, that's why I imagine Katie Robinson's getting a lot more games than was in the plan, because she's our main starting centre forward at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, still at 17. Yeah, but she was good. She was good. I thought she played really well. Yeah, she yeah. was good today. She's, she's good. She's improved visibly over the season. Which is really good to see, actually, and that's got something to do with the coaching. I, I do actually think she's got better. She can hold the ball better. Yeah. Her runs are much more meaningful, and she thinks she generally, even if she's not getting goals or anything, she's like she is actually yeah, making, a, big making a difference. Yeah, and you know why she's there and what her role is. Yeah, and she was linking up nicely at points with John as well. So yeah. I think it's I think she's got good ideas. So. I just think if, if those players can play together, like um, John, um, Chloe Legato, and Katie Robinson, Charlie Wellings, if they can start playing together regularly, get a sort of sixth sense of familiarity, yeah. it's it's looking positive for the end of the season, even amid those injuries and potentially Carla coming back. That's Absolutely. a massive boost if, if she can come back as well. Our midfield will look a lot better. And then, like, sort of, you've got, I don't think Abby Harrison will be back, but apparently she's she's making progress she wasn't on crutches today that's good yeah um sort of it does look like it's quite serious for Gemma which is not great but I think she said she's gonna be out for the rest of the season yeah yeah we have got some some well we, we've got we've got an entire youth academy which we seem willing to draw upon to put people mm -hmm. on the bench which is good because Birmingham didn't do that either that or they did and they still didn't have enough players so mm -hmm. um that's you know that's a positive on that side and I don't know I'm just thinking through the entire team today who haven't we mentioned Poppy Pattinson was yeah. very good on the left yeah she was yeah she like, was like we said it's just pretty much everyone put shift in today yeah it was great it was really good very very happy very very just <laughs> yeah like wow good good feeling 
congratulations to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Uh, I think with the international break coming up, um, obviously there's no players from the um, team being involved in the Sheep Leaves Cup, but at least it gives like at least like the teams, all the other, all the players like a, a much needed break just to refocus, and you know coming back at the end of the month to play Arsenal. Um, hopefully the team will be refreshed, settle down, and uh, more 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 in touch. So yeah, things are looking up. Um, definitely and obviously we all sang we are staying up at yeah, the end of the game great. that was great yeah I love that and I'm just looking at the scores now um, as we speak it's now 4-1 between West Ham and Liverpool wow, wow. Um, Lions <laughs> yeah. oh yeah David's a West Ham fan so well men's fan yeah, yeah West Ham men's versus yeah. two women um, uh, yeah. yeah that's that puts I'm us table wise 10th so we're 9 points now uh, Two. Uh, two wins, three draws, and nine losses. Brighton are above us with um, by four points, and West Ham are above us at the moment by seven points. But Birmingham now behind us by two, and Liverpool behind us by three. Yeah, We're, and we played the same amount of games as Liverpool. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And, but Brighton, uh, Birmingham have a game in hand of us. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, we got two games in hand on Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's our next target. They're quite hard to beat. Yeah. They're quite hard to beat Brighton, though, aren't they? It looks possible though, though, and it, yeah. we weren't thinking that earlier no, today. No, no. Um, well done to everybody, well done to us, and good. I think the power as well of like just getting behind the team, supporting them, you yeah, know, they, I think they, it's so they important. Definitely, they do let us know that it makes a difference as well, which means yeah. a lot. Yeah, no, I think it did today. I think we were, we were, we were there, we were supporting them, and proud of us. We're just passing Cadbury World on the motorway. Um, which is always a, a moment. Chocolate anyway. Yeah. <laughs> lots, of, lots of chocolate. Um, but yeah, okay, so that's it for this podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs> As goodbye from me, DM. Me, Nat. Uh, me, David. Uh, me, Shaham. Me, Chris. And uh, see you next, not see you, listen to you, hear you. I can't hear you, but maybe you can hear me. Does anyone listen to this anyway? I don't know. <laughs> See you later.